with Lemon Island Picks. Joining me on today's episode is Shay, good friend and guitarist in local band 25th Hour. As always, we're going to be going through his top three albums, favourite book and a luxury item, which now for the second week in a row, I don't know what he's picked, so that should be a bit of an interesting one. Do you reckon I keep it so I'm not in the know of what the luxury item is? I think it's quite funny. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Hmm. Well, anyway, I'll stop talking to myself and we'll get right into today's episode. Right, so, we are rolling. Hello, Shay. Hiya, you alright? Yeah, nice to have you on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing good, despite the world being on fire. <laughs> I mean, on fire today, it's well hot. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I, I like... Yeah, I don't think I should be wearing clothes at this point because this extension is on another level of heat. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, saying that, I don't know why I've not got a fan. That would have been a great idea. I need to get one. I've yeah. not got one either. Essential purchase at this point. Worth going out for. Definitely. Right. Yeah. So, Shay, you're getting dropped on a desert island in the middle of nowhere. How are you feeling about Ooh. that? <laughs> exciting exciting but, you know <laughs> <laughs> that's the only positive reaction the same weather is here. <laughs> yeah pretty much i mean you may as well be on a desert island at the moment yeah 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 <laughs> right so it's <laughs> getting started with your first pick of your three records which one are you going to go with so, first we'll start off with a classic we'll yeah. go with um joy division unknown pleasures yes so we're sharing that's a bit a of bit. a favorite top album here yeah of course indeed one of the best albums of all time. Definitely not biased or anything. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so where did you first hear this album? Um, I first heard the song Transmission. I know it's not on the album, but uh, that's one of the songs that got yeah. me into Joy Division. Um, my dad has a compilation CD of Joy Division and, and uh, New Order songs, and that's like the first one on, so... When transmission's like the first one and you hear it, you're like, "Whoa, he's <laughs> yeah. good." So then I just sort of explored it from there and yeah, yeah, got totally. into the got into the album. It's a great album, yeah, hundred percent, definitely. Because when we first met, you were like mad. Like when I say mad, mad on Joy Division yeah. <laughs> at the time, definitely, <laughs> which was <laughs> which was pretty insane. But yeah, yeah, because I was just starting to get into him as well at that point, so it was mm-hmm. like pretty cool indeed but there's so many things to talk about with this album like, where's the start yeah that's what i'm trying to figure out i'm looking <laughs> at my page like it's, it's a bit of a mess it's like serial killers handwriting scribbled across a page of what like I, well since you're a guitarist how about we start with some of um barney's guitarists Ooh. on this oh um new dawn fades has got yeah. Really nice riff. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. 100%. Um, 
just because it's sort of very simple and it's the lower part is like the intro and then yeah. you'll play it higher up later for a sort of solo mm. that's uh, that's just beautiful because it's it sums up what Joy Division are all about really these quite dark distorted tones and it does change with the verses being quite light and uh, picked and chorused with the uh, the chords and I think that's really nice compliments each other really yeah yeah um, the sh- shadow play the solo in that Yes. I enjoy that one. That was one of the first Joy Division solos I think I learned. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because nice. yeah. um, his guitar parts so like, across, across the album, it's so simple, but it's really, really, really effective. Yeah. Like, no doubt de- about definitely. it. Definitely. Mm. I, I, where, I, I don't even know, like, every song when you look through, every single song is just so good. <laughs> it's, it's just Disorder a is a classic just with the... The intro and yes. the drums and the way it comes in, that's great. Yeah, and Hooky's bass lines um, especially, kicking off the album with Stephen Strumming. Like, well, mm. once again, like Hooky on this entire album, I don't think the album would be anywhere near what it was without some of the bass lines on this thing because no, they not are at all. a driving force behind this entire thing. Yes, like, has to be because yeah. could you just imagine if it was more simple what would be classed as quite punk bass lines. Mm. It just would not be the it same. It would not it? have yeah. the same effect at all. No. Are wow. you saying that as well as uh, Martin Hannett's production on the entire thing? Of course. <laughs> it's Wow. There's, wow. There's too much to talk about, man. It's <laughs> so good. Like, just across the whole thing, it's like goes from ethereal and spacey to like... Uh, I, yeah, like, I, think, I think that's one of the sort of, main things that you think about when you think of the album because obviously the class is post-punk and starting in that sort of well if you think of other post-punk bands like maybe Susie and the Banshees and mm. uh, Bauhaus you think they've sort of they have that same sort of dark vibe but the production sets this album yeah. out from the rest of them yeah, because of that sort of space and you know like not being as too full on in verses or choruses and sort of knowing to balance. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's wow. Great way of putting it in. Just with, like, the experimental, like, stuff he was doing recording the album, like, re- recording Rob yeah. Gretton, smashing a few bottles. I think I think I read something about him recording. Yeah, I've heard that. So, so, like, recording one of the parts in the toilet or something. <laughs> like, for, for the on, reverb in it. Um, like. <laughs> is it the thing on, is it on, on 24 hour party people where he's on up on the mountains is regarding like the sound or something <laughs> I, think, I think it's that film it's brilliant indeed because it wasn't recorded oh. far because it was done in strawberry studios in stockport like yeah which is pretty much thing stockport and rochdale of course joy division record oh what did they record yeah in rochdale at um cargo i can't remember what they did i think there, it but... was um, um, I'm not too sure what they did, but I know they did a few sessions. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Work there. Because mm. mm. with wow, Martin's just... production, it took like the band to a bit of a new, new level, really. Because if you're listening to still, like especially the live sets and like the pre um, Unknown Pleasures tracks, they are like just pretty grounded punk tracks, kind of. Like they're still kind of set apart from a lot of the punk going on, but not to the extent as they would be with Hannett's production. I think that's a good 
I think that'd give you a good reason to go see them live because if you sort of listen to the album and you think, oh, it's quite light, but it's still quite heavy and dark, and then you see them mm. live, it's different. So I think that's a, another good um, another good way that they were so good because you could have this um, amazingly produced album to these quite raw live sets. Yeah, yeah, 100%, especially with Ian, who we've not mentioned yet, actually. Like, oh, oof. like just live completely performer yeah yeah yeah. what's the guy yeah 40 years now since his death yeah the the other month i remember but yeah it was yeah so many things to talk about with ian especially i mean you could say (laughs) that style of his singing was so unique the baritone voice yeah yeah that if you that probably debuted on unknown pleasures because he weren't doing that on uh the ep no, um, what's no, it no. called? Ideal for living. Mm. No, yeah, yeah, very that. distinct sound. Yeah, because it's just that untrained rawness from his yeah. voice as well. It's just like pure emotion minus technique, which I prefer personally. Like in singing, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, just it. Well, I can't remember the quote, but it actually kind of reinforces what he's saying. I think. Yeah, like definitely. Like especially with what he was saying as well, because if you read in the lyrics, it is especially closer. Being oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Maybe the more darker lyrically mm. album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see how that sort of resonates. Yeah, especially with other people as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, there's a reason these songs are still relevant. Like, exactly. how many years on? Definitely. So, what would you say your favorite track is, if that is possible? On this record, because oh. there is so much on it. Um, when you go through the list of them all, and you like, <laughs> you've said you oh. like look at Disorder, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. Then you look at the Disorder. next one, Leaders, not Leaders Men. Uh, they're lords. You're like, oh, oh no, that that's a good one as well. <laughs> then you go in down to Candidate. And you're that, like, oh. the song is so unique in its own way, from just the, the pounding sound of Disorder to the sort of weird synth. Mm. Parts that's on like Insight, for example. Like yeah. how how did how did they do that in the like the chorus bit? <laughs> I don't get that. I love that sound. Yeah, that's yeah great. Yeah. Um, she's lost control. Is a classic. Wilderness has got a great bassline. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have to go with New Dawn Fades. Yeah, that, that's my highlight I, I of the album got, I as well. Quality. Yeah, hundred percent. I can totally see why. And... <laughs> It just seems to stand out to me on the record as a whole. There's obviously is like more stripped back tracks like Candidate and um, that go with that kind of vibe, but they don't. I don't think it does it in the same way as New Dawn Phage does. No, especially with the sort of louder, heavy, to sort of going quite quiet and then back louder and the yeah. way it sort of blends in. And it finishes the first side because I know I've got it on vinyl and yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just a nice ending to that first bit. And you're like, ooh, yeah, 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 yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah, because it are. Uh, I quite like the record because on the inner sleeve of it, if you look at that, the picture of the door on it, and then when you're flipping it round to like side A, side B, it's it's not side A or side B, it's inside and outside. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, it's just like a minor like detail that um, probably Peter Savile put in, but I, I don't know, it's just pretty cool, like I that. think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wow. And the you started like, off just, with a good one yeah, here now. Yeah. <laughs> talk about this for a few days. But, <laughs> We're done now. <laughs> yeah. 
Right. <laughs> so before we um, start yabbing on some more about unknown pleasures and going on for a good few days, Shay, what's your second pick? My second pick um, is going to be, and I know you're not keen on this band, <laughs> but you weren't last time I spoke to you, is um, the 1975's debut album okay. called the 1975. Yeah. Uh, I have to admit, my feelings haven't really changed. <laughs> to, to, Fair to, to be honest, saying that, just just quickly, what do you think of their latest? Oh, see, I really like I've, it. I've, I've heard it's quite. Um, it's caused a bit of a split between people. Yeah, it's. I've been a fairly big fan. I'd say that I could sort of see this sort of thing coming because there's a few tracks here and there on past albums that have sort of linked to this more electronic house style okay. on a few of the songs. But it's quite a nice sort of combination of a lot of different stuff from quite like folky and country music to sort of like the screamo punk starting okay. song. So it covers a wide range. So definitely, yeah. So it's, it's, it's quite a long one, sort of isn't listen. it? Like, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. Like an, is it an hour and 20 or something, I heard. Yeah, which, it's 22 which pretty, songs. It's the, it's yeah, the longest one they've done. Yeah. But I think it's just an interesting one just to see how, sort of, in a way, how the album is sort of structured and how it can sort of change from quite different songs, from, like, for example, People, which yeah. is the big punk song, to then an orchestral, ambient, okay, so they don't Sigaroth style song. Yeah, so they don't group it with, like, oh, these are some country tracks, then these are some, like, folk tracks. Oh, no, then we're going to go into all, all over like, the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I imagine that's a bit of an interesting listen, just going from a nice chilled out yeah, like, am- it is. ambient tune <laughs> a la Brian Eno and then getting thrown into some screamo. That'd be <laughs> that would wake you up for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I think this is something that sort of the opposite in a way, which is why I quite like the first album because it's all quite similar in that respect. Yeah, so it's quite cohesive as one piece rather than being like completely all over the place like the yeah, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what kind of got you into 1975 was it was it this album then or did you come on a bit later i think that i was trying to think about this before i came on um i think this is the first time i heard them was they've got a song called the city which is the second song on this album yeah and that was on FIFA 14. Okay. So I remember listening to that song and being like, yo, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And then I think I'd seen the video for a song called Chocolate yeah. on on YouTube or something. Mm. And I hadn't clicked that they were the same band. Oh, so really? I properly went through and I was like, oh, it's the same guys. So, <laughs> yeah. And then I think that must have been around 2014 then. And that's sort of when I got into them. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so the, the latest what year stages. Was this album released in about. It was. 2013 as oh, well okay. so right, we're yeah. sort of just after yeah cool. um, but yeah I, I, it's probably one of my favourite albums ever so far yeah blimey so pretty big status yeah definitely because <laughs> again it's it will even though it sort of all has the same sort of style to it there are bits where it goes from fairly heavy indie to quite like more chilled not as electronic, but there's still a bit of ambient and mm. sort of beats to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. So if you yeah. could narrow it down for this album, is there a favourite track on there? Or is it just the, like, Unknown Pleasures, like, a big favourite track yeah. as an album? Um, 
I have. I'd say uh, "Sex" is my favorite song because that was again one of the first ones that I heard after sort of getting into them. And I remember because I was quite young, I must have been sort of like what year was twenty five? Like year year six, year, year seven. seven. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, sex." That's a funny word. So sort of, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> this would be quite funny." Um, so that was how I got into that one and okay. play that one live um, at some of the gigs in 25th hour. Oh yeah. So just sort of, I'm used to hearing that song quite a lot and I just, I just think it's really good parts to it with the guitars and these quite nice synth beds underneath them. And a lot mm. of the tracks is like ambient sort of sounds underneath that are quite atonal to then put a okay. lot of these big guitar parts on the top. Wait, so they're sneaking yeah. some atonality into the tracks? <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of, yeah. It's, oh, it's some weird stuff, but I, it's, I think it's really good because they've sort of changed a lot of the like indie music sort of now in a way, I think, just from looking. Can you see a lot of these sort of indie pop bands that go on? Yeah, I have to say there is quite a big influence they're having over that scene in particular, mainly because like, mm. they are kind of the band on that scene. If you if you yeah. like them, they are like most Definitely. likely one of your favourite bands, I've noticed. It seems to be yeah. a, you either love, love them or you loathe them. <laughs> like, yeah, you find out with a lot of people. Yeah, 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 definitely. Which is pretty weird because they are creating a bit of a split, like we were saying before on their latest album. That's created a bit of a split in the fan, blip, fan base. And then yeah. the band themselves are creating a bit of a split between like the indie scene. So Yeah, because yeah. that album's just gone first on the album charts. Oh, okay. And a lot of... A lot of People at like NME and um, mm. some like the newspapers and stuff have reviewed it really highly, and then the Independent gave it a one star. Yeah, NME really seem to adore the nineteen seventy five like at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. the last the album before that even got quite good reviews as well. Yeah, from what I saw. So I think there's a bit of uh, there's a bit of everything for somebody on there. Whether depends on well, obviously it depends if you can stand Matt Healy or not in a way. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the main turnoff I've got with him, is 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 him, to be honest. Fair enough. Like, uh, I don't know what it is. I, I'm not sure if it's his voice or his character, but I, I don't. I don't know. I don't vibe with it that, that much. Fair enough. But, it, it, you know, it's all about different tastes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Sort of what you get. Well, you could talk about if you compared them to like Ian Curtis. You know, this whole front man. You know, obviously yeah. Ian wins a hundred percent. Yeah. But it's sort of like a different take. Obviously, the both of them bands are from sort of Macclesfield yeah. of when they formed. So you can sort of see a bit of darker sort of influences in 1975's music to Joy Division. But, you know, you, so obviously Manchester bands will hear a lot of each other. Yeah, totally. In that respect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a good observation that about um, Manchester bands because, like, obviously being from around Manchester, you do kind of get sucked into, like, um, a rabbit yeah. hole of Manchester music from quite a young age, it's, it seems. Like. You can't escape it no, anymore. You, you really can't. Especially, like, just, I don't even, I don't really know what I'm saying at this point, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean, yeah. It's, it's a bit of a hard one you, to put somebody, words. Once you know somebody I mean, says, oh, do you know who this band are, then they'll, if somebody says Joy Division, then somebody will mention the Smiths, and somebody will mention yeah, Oasis, yeah, and somebody will yeah, mention yeah. SNC5, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and then it'll like this tree of evolving Manchester bands that just seems to <laughs> unfurl one after the other. Definitely. Yeah. 
pretty cool. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So, Shay, have you got anything more to say about 1975's debut? Um, listen to it if you want a bit of a change, if you listen to all this kind of stuff. Um, listen to the production, because this is one of the albums that they didn't produce themselves. Oh, they so they've been producing. With it. This is one I think they used with a co-producer. Oh, okay. I think they used um, Mike Crossy, who's worked with bands like uh, Artsy Monkeys, uh, Foles, stuff like that. So okay. it's quite an indie uh, production style with it. Mm. Um, yeah. That Marmite. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Marmite's good. <laughs> Just putting it out there. No. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> also, this is a reverse split now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We're on the same page before. What's going on? <laughs> Marmite. Love it or hate it. Put it in the chat. Wait, there is no chat. Never mind. Oh, no. We might have to put oh, no. <laughs> uh, something on Instagram, like a big poll. <laughs> big poll. Say yes or no. I'm going to do it. Marmite. Yes or no. Find out oh, the no. results in the next show. <laughs> probably, I'll probably forget about it but anyway Shay moving on to your last album pick what is it? I have to think about this one okay in a way of I didn't want to change it too much and sort of throw a spanner in the works but at the same time I thought sort of, what, have I, what am I into and sort of what inspires the music that I write in 25th Hour as well yeah best way and, to think about it I think um, stuff like shoegaze music I've been into for a good few years. Yeah, I think yeah. the best shoegaze album has to be Loveless okay. by My Bloody Valentine. I thought you were going to go for um, Slow Dive and Slovaki. That, that I, I thought you were going to go for that. So That was going to be on there. Yeah. But I had to listen to them both and decide which one I prefer. Weigh them up. <laughs> yeah. So what made you choose Loveless over Slow Dives? Oof. <laughs> well <laughs> in I think I quite like the way that My Bloody Valentine the, well in a way they both create the same sort of wishy-washy tones mm. but I think My Bloody Valentine do it to a a more extreme yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. sense with the fuzz rather yeah, than totally. the chorusy reverb it's not blend. as dreamy is it it's it seems more grounded shoegaze, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, in comparison to, like, like, you were saying Slow Dive or Ride, for example. Yeah, like, I was, was going to say Ride yeah, yeah. is one of oh, your yeah, favourite. Yeah, yeah. But they best are off right. Best really. song off. Mm. Vapor Trail, again, sticks in my mind as being just a classic shoegaze song. Mm, that entire you album I mean? is very, it's, very that's good. a good in album. A place, it is just <sighs> mental. Mm, but yeah amazing like you're saying loveless is pretty dirty in comparison despite the yeah. very good production it's pretty gritty do you guys i mean they're one of the yeah. loudest live bands i've heard yeah um, they are <laughs> like people you, walking to, you, gigs take, you just have to too loud. nothing prepares you for it at all <laughs> I, I really want to see them yeah yeah it would be an experience for sure yeah, amazing because they didn't yeah. follow this album up until like 2013 or something which, yeah. are, which is pretty mental to think just because 22 years yeah because they weren't happy oh, wow. like with the stuff they were doing or something but <laughs> i mean mm. after loveless like cost costing like a quarter of a million to make because of um all the studio time they were using up i heard a story they that spent like 
Was it not something like two years of just going to yeah, different yeah, yeah. studios? Because they were spent wow. a week recording a tambourine. <laughs> My favourite thing, yeah. <laughs> like, testing different mics, different tambourines, different mic you've positions. Got to be so, you've got to be so motivated to stay in that band Honestly, and spend yeah. a week. Just doing a tambourine. While Kevin, while Kevin Shields has the tambourine out for a week. Be, oh, <laughs> That's perfectionism fuming. to another level, if you think. Yes. Like, I can't think of any other examples that extreme of people wanting the absolute no. perfection for a tambourine. Like, fair enough it was if it was a guitar, but no, you're right, you're on about the tambourine. The jingles and the have to be gonna perfect. The tambourine's going to hide in the mix a little bit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not going to be at the main. It's not going to be the main thing that you hear. It's just going to be. Uh, well, you'll know as a drummer. You know, it's not the main thing that you're going to put in no, your song. No, no. And how do you thing. feel about that? Um, if, if you were hired as a session musician and he said, could you play this tambourine? Uh, <laughs> or I was in this album to play for a week. I mean, depends how much I was getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to be that's, paid that's peanuts lot. for um, whacking a tambourine for a week. I'm, I mean, who knows if I'm coming out with Loveless, one of the greatest albums wow. of all time, then I'd yes. probably do it for peanuts. But if it was... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Be a bit of a weird one. It would be. I couldn't imagine being part of their like engineering and production team. Oh, I, I wouldn't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> but it just goes to show like the amount of well care, I suppose, put into the things being put on this album. Like, yeah, to spend so long, and well, it's worked romantic because it has yeah, gone down as being one of the best albums. So. If you'd have spent two years recording it and then everybody said it was naff. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You'd, you'd, you'd be really upset. Yeah, yeah, especially. Did did they get kicked off Creation Records because of the almost bankrupt? I don't know if they did get just very angry. The end, but yeah, they were very angry, but yeah. then Oasis <laughs> came along and made oh, all yeah. the money. Yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> good luck for Kevin there, Mike. Yeah. I mean, talking about Kevin, he probably spent more uh, on his pedal board than the recording sessions, to be honest. Yeah, I think he are. Do you ever go on that website, Equipboard, to see what equipment other ones? I've just been on there just looking at all these pedals. Wait, how many does it say there are? I've not seen Kevin's. Let me have a quick look. I'm going to have a look. But I remember, I think he had like three pedal boards on the go at one point that were really big and full. I mean, Um, I've seen... Do you know the war on drugs? Yeah. Like, he's got a massive set of pedal boards, like, when he's playing live. I'll send you a clip in a bit. It's, it'd, it'd be the like, dream, but how much toes yeah. I've been dancing about would you have to uh-huh. do? You'd have to learn tap dancing, going to yeah. one pedal or another, just smacking your feet on them. On, the, uh, on that Equip board website, it says he's got 51 different pedals. <laughs> I've got, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. I've got seven. Wow. I mean, they're probably all distortions and fuzzes as well. (laughs) Yeah. And it'll just, you just use the reverb on the amp for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Mental, but it works for sure. Like definitely. I mean, his guitar technique, like you can hear clearly defined on this album, like the. The glide technique, I forgot what it was called then. Yeah. But yeah, that... I've tried, I've tried so stuff. hard to sort of study how he plays it. 
obviously a lot of the songs are in really weird tunings yeah. and oh it's it's mad as a as a guitarist you just you just sort of look at that and you go wow how how can i do that yeah. <laughs> even without even by using sort of the same pedals and sounds and you still can't get the same sounds you're like what is he yeah. doing <laughs> so <laughs> what what would you say the wackest um tuning they used was oh there's some weird one i think it was on the on the first album which i really like what's that one called is it, is it glider oh i want to say it's called glider. no that's no, one of the EPs. that's the ep and it, yeah i've got that one uh what's the first album called it's gone out made it's got like a white cover yeah there's some really good songs that aren't as produced as that um and there's some weird tuning let me have a look uh isn't anything that's the first yeah, album that's it, yeah um I think it's called You Never Should, which is one of my favourite songs of all time. Oh. And I've been trying to play it, and I cannot play it. <laughs> and let me see what the tuning is. It's the weirdest tuning going. Uh, You're on Sonic Youth level with these tunings. That's so weird. Uh, where is it? Something like B, B, A, D, G. There's like a B again. It's something really weird. What? <laughs> um, That's well weird. See, live it says it's E-A-D-G-A-E, but on here, there's one of them I've just found. D-sharp, G-sharp, C-sharp, F-sharp, G-sharp, D-sharp. I don't know how that would work. That is a bit of a weird one. It's, it's, I can see the first bit with yeah, the sort of yeah, yeah. D-sharp, G-sharp, so it's sort of just gone down half a semitone, but mm. your strings would be knackered. Yeah. <laughs> you actually would. I mean, he's probably going to have wow. to have a lot of guitars ready in his live lineup to uh, <laughs> have all the tunes. Yeah, to I was watching. He's done a Fender documentary. I've been meaning like, to watch that actually. Yeah, it's really good, and he. I think he says something like, "I've got about twenty good guitars, and I need more." And I'm like, "How? How My do you need God. more?" <laughs> Mad. Honestly, <laughs> have a watch of it. He's a big fan of the uh, Jazz Master, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. he uses. I think he only uses Jazz Masters and Jaguars now. Oh, wait, so he's got like 20-odd Jazz Masters and Jaguars? Yeah, that's wow. like all he uses. Wow. Guy's mad, honestly. <laughs> Be a dream, wouldn't it? It was that weaker tambourine. It just like, it, it just <laughs> knocks him out for life. I think he was bashing it on his head to try and get the right <laughs> tone. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine it, to be honest. Uh, yeah. So is there a favourite track for you on this album then? Again, this is another... I've picked some hard albums. Yeah, because they're all pretty cohesive pieces of uh, tunage. I'd probably say When You Sleep. Yeah, yeah, that one was... I think that was a song I heard. I think it was... I think I was watching some My Bloody Valentine documentary and they didn't say what the song was. It just came on after they stopped speaking. I was like, whoa. Like, what is... Because it's quite a weird... Obviously, with the sort of melting guitar and this like high end yeah. flute keyboard sound that just yeah, like, yeah. like do 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 do, I love that. I think yes, it's just amazing. It's not and as then a- only shallow is a classic. Yes, because it's not as out there as some of the stuff on there. It's quite. It's, I'd say it's got features in it that are more similar to an actual song. Well, I mean they're all actual yeah. songs, but like more recognizable features of a song. Definitely, it, like compared to something like Luma or um, I'm trying to think of some tracks now 
or soon, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. It just soon, soon's quite a weird one. Yeah. If you think yeah, like it when is. it starts with sort of like the drum beat. Yeah, I was going to say that intro quite, is amazing. It's quite a Brit pop sort of, and then as soon as he starts singing, just sort of all, all yeah. melts into this the sound, and I think it's it's quality. Yeah, and then everybody's gangster until sometimes starts playing. <laughs> like, oh, yes. that that one hits. That oh. that, and I think this would be probably the best one to say kind of Desert Island because. If I'm there forever, this would be the album that you could listen to and always find something new in. Yeah, yeah. Because every time I listen to it, there's always something where I've gone, oh, I've not heard that before, or, oh, I wonder how they're doing that. Do you mm. know what I mean? You're hearing, oh, oh, how did they record that tambourine? Mmm, sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I can totally see what you mean with the constantly picking out new stuff. Like, mm. it's probably people who've listened, listened to it about, Hundred odd times, still haven't picked out everything on there. I bet he doesn't know anymore. No, no, what I, I can't imagine. <laughs> Which makes me wonder what it's like live, because I've never heard anything they've done live. So no, same. It'd be and really I've interesting to, find, to hear. I've tried to find stuff online of like gigs, and the footage is never great. And mm. I, I always wonder how they take all of these sounds and do them live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not in a way, it's sort of going back to 1975. Their live set sounds very. Um, sort of like much like the album because mm. obviously the when they were when they recorded them they're doing it all on computers and on like Logic and yeah, Ableton yeah, yeah. so they can easily play the synth sound and put it to the click track and play it live so mm. to do yeah. a lot of the sounds that were on Loveless it's got to be quite hard to replicate yeah. them there's no presets funk. on pedals like no <laughs> but that's a good question do you prefer like live acts that sound like the album or do you prefer them to go a bit weird with it or just sound a bit different to the album? Oh, um, I think in a way it sort of depends on the music. Okay. Because obviously if you've got something like Loveless that you're not going to be able to necessarily recreate. Yeah. But something like a 1975 album that is very easy to recreate live. Right. Um, I don't know because I'm, I'm thinking back to when uh, we, uh, 25th Hour, just recorded our EP and some of the sounds that we used on Logic with presets that the producer used and yeah. then trying to work out how to use them live So, or trying to find a sound on Ableton or Logic that's similar. So it sort of does give our live sets a different feel to the uh, the albums and songs in a way. Mm. You, do you know what I mean? Yeah, Just yeah. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> so if uh, the 1975 came on and played a bit of a different version to one of the tracks as it were on the album, how would you feel about that? Yeah, because, you know, it adds something new to the yeah. song and maybe sort of the way that you thought about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like, think. personally, I always like it when, like, you're expecting something to sound like the album and then you go in here and it's like, oh, oh, this this yeah. this sounds cool. The only problem is then you can never hear that the same again, which is annoying because you can't yeah. go back home and stick on the record and it sounds the same. Which is, <laughs> That's which why is people annoying. video all the gigs now yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, You've yeah, got totally. those versions. yeah. But then, but then there's the big thing now of should people be filming at See, gigs and stuff like that. What's your stance on that? I I do film sometimes. Mm. Sometimes if it's like a favorite track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then sometimes I do I do like to not have a phone and just sort of actually like feel the music in a way. When I saw 
uh, Dive, who another one of my favourite bands. Mm. I was tempted to put them in, but I just couldn't. Yeah, and yeah. I saw them live um, with Sam Ewans. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned Phantom. it in the last episode. That's going name drop. Yeah, um, I've not. I was waiting to see them for about three years, and then when I finally mm. saw them, I think I filmed thirty seconds of yeah. about an hour and however long set, and it was just just being there and just the sort of atmosphere and the vibe of it all, really. Yeah. I mean, me personally, I don't particularly mind it. Like, and if a favourite track comes on, like, I might record a bit of it rather than the full track, like you were saying, just record 30 mm. seconds or something. Or if something yeah. interesting, like, starts playing, like, the band go off on a bit of something, like, I'll probably yeah, find out and record that just to, just because I liked it. But when I'm doing it, I'm never staring, like, directly into my phone. I've always got it to, like, the side of me. Or something, yeah, like just so I'm yeah. still there, but still got like a video. But I mean, I'd be happy with just the audio, but obviously, you can't do that, which is <laughs> yeah. which is annoying. But it's, it's sort of in a way of do you, are you filming it for the audio or are you filming it to see the sort of the performance that they give you that you, that you can sort of remember? Oh, I remember when. Ian Curtis did that dance or when yeah. somebody, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's pretty situational. Obviously. I mean, most of the time for me, it's audio, but yeah. Um, like you saying, if he, like Ian Curtis dancing or if, if something happens like then that's worth videoing even, I'll probably film that. And a lot of time that happens, say somebody like makes a mistake on stage and it's been filmed and then it's, it's all over the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Which, is, is a bit of a, mm, per se you're at a gig where it's obviously back in the, back in sort of the days before phones and the sort of internet mm. could get away with that sort of stuff. Yeah. Where now, if somebody was like, made a mistake or sort of lip synced and whatever, then you could get away with it, but not anymore. I mean, lip syncing is a heinous crime, so uh, it is a heinous I'm, crime. I'm down with that. But um, <laughs> yeah, but everyone's going to make mistakes at some point live. It's just going to exactly. happen in it, but... Yeah. For people today going, mistake funny. <laughs> like, my, one of the last gigs we did, my pedal board just stopped and oh. I have no idea what it does. And it just, it, nothing, no audio was coming out. And I was spending like two minutes, like, what is going on? So then we tune was on. Again, <laughs> and it was just like, what? So then if somebody was to film that and put that everywhere, I'd be crying. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I think, again, it's different situations and, yeah, environments yeah. as well. Because mm. if you went to sort of like a smaller venue, then and everybody's sort of everybody's in the moment. Some places like say somewhere like Atma in town, it's quite a small, punky sort of venue. You won't see everybody sort of out with their phones like it's yeah. an arena or somewhere like that. Do you know what I mean? I've never been in there to be fair. Atma, yeah, it's a weird venue. How come? We had we had a gig there once, and it's it's in the centre of town. Okay. Um, but there's no signs for it anywhere, and it's you sort of take a ride. Oh, is it like where you go off like yeah. in some back street? Yeah, or something, you go to something. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no sign, and then even when you're on the street, you don't even know where it is because yeah. it's down this really thin little passage, and then to the right and up these stairs. So you have no idea where you're going. That is weird. <laughs> it's the worst venue, but it's this proper weird like punky. You know, proper stickers all over the walls. Yeah. Like, drawing everywhere. <laughs> it's cool, though. Sounds, it's yeah, cool, sounds pretty cool funky. Place. Nice. Mm. 
So, yeah, Loveless. Wow. Is that is that everything been said on? I don't that know what, what else we yeah, can yeah, say yeah. at this rate. We've covered a lot of the a lot of the aspects. Yeah, totally. The weird guitar sounds to the production to the tambourine mm. to everything really. I would say something that something that I quite like about Loveless is especially the impact it's got on a lot of other like shoegaze music. Yeah. Totally. For example, again, Dive, their new record sort of moved away from their quite dream pop sound to a more heavier okay. loveless style oh, right, album yeah. which i'm i'm enjoying at the moment a lot and i like that yeah i'll give that a listen definitely do it it's so good yeah i remember <laughs> I, I heard the first album um like you say which was pretty dreamy so it'd be interesting to hear this new it's gritty stuff that. yeah yeah it's still it's still got a quite light sort of vibe but this very heavy buzz okay more chord it's, it's a little bit grunge in okay. a way, but still keeps that sort of shoegaze, dark, droning sort of sounds to it as well, I'd guess. Yeah, I guess. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Mm. I'll add nice that to one. my to listen list, which should be pretty it. cool. Right. So they've three records. Mm-hmm. So. Three. You're gonna, yes, indeed. So yeah, <laughs> you're going to need something to read. At some point on this island. So, what have you gone for? <laughs> We're going back to Joe Division. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go for the Peter Hook Unknown Pleasures book. Nice, yeah. Once again, bit of a common theme. I've not read it. <laughs> have you not? <laughs> no, um, it's upstairs. Dad's read it and said it's really, really good. I've, worth got, reading, I've but... got his new odd one that I'm halfway through. and I, I do need to finish that. Yeah. But the Unknown Pleasures one for me is very covers... good. Yeah, it covers, is it from, like, birth till end of Joy Division? Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Okay. Some really interesting stuff. There's a bit where, which I never knew this, Okay. Uh, Peter Hawk lived in Jamaica for, I think it's Yeah, Dad, three, Dad mentioned that a few days ago, like, we're talking about some Joy Division. Mm, never knew. Grew up in Jamaica. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> really weird. Yeah, yeah, it's where so he gets it, all them funky bass lines. Yeah, I said, I said the same thing. Like, did, did his dad get a job there or something? Like along those lines. I think and, so. I think that yeah, yeah, I think it was work related, and that's why he moved. I've not read it for a while. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, hmm. something that you just wouldn't expect that. Yeah, at all. Because quite a few of the members, well, all the remaining members have like some form of. Um, Biography, even not autobiography. Like Stephen Morris has just put out a new one. Uh, Barney's got one. Like Hooky's done a few like books. Yeah. Like which is, I've heard the good reads. To be fair, so they are definitely. I've got as well the one uh, Deborah Curtis. I've got one that she. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, she did one. This is permanent. Um, I think I've got that one somewhere, and that's that's quite a good read. What is that? Is it just her experiences with Ian? Or yeah, there's there's bits of stuff about how she uh, how she sort of how their relationship was in a way, mm. and sort of different different things about Joy Division on the whole. It's quite a good read. I, I've not actually read that one for a while, but yeah, that that is a good one as well. Um, I've got a, I've got another Cure book that I was tempted to throw in there. All right, take okay. on the island. But my dad's read that one fully. I'm. I've started it. I need to finish that one. <laughs> it's a big one. 
Yeah, it's yeah. the uh, Lol. Uh, what's it called? Lol Tolhurst. It's his book. Oh yeah, I think I think that's upstairs as well. Yeah, that's <laughs> Actually, a good one. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, got a lot of um, biographies of musicians I need to read. To be honest, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's just so interesting getting that first hand like look back on things that happened and like you were saying just find yeah. out things you never knew like jamaica for example yeah because in a way it's, it's one thing going on wikipedia and looking up the history yeah or having it told to you by somebody who's actually there in those times mm, yeah i think, totally. I think it's amazing well, i'd be pretty especially with somebody like joy division oh yeah yeah completely i'd be pretty interested to hear their uh take on the um what's it called the Sex Pistols gig at the last free trade hall. See what um, yeah, Hook has to say about it's mentioned that. Mentioned in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is mentioned. I can't even remember what you said now, but I was there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd be because they formed like pretty much straight after that, didn't they? Or were they already formed by then? I can't remember. No, no, no. That's that was sort of yeah. One, that I was think that's the catalyst to them starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Pretty cool indeed. Yeah, very good read. Yeah. So, Shane, moving on to your luxury item. Now, I've not heard what this is yet, so should be pretty interesting. I had a lot of things to think about with this. Um, (laughs) I originally thought, well, you've got to go with your guitar to keep playing the music. Yeah. But then I thought, could I live playing the same sort of guitar sound without pedals for a long time. True. And then I sort of thought, what would be the thing that I'd miss the most? <laughs> and it bit, I'd need some Harry bows. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I, I love sweets. That's all I ever eat. And it's brilliant. But I would, if I was on a desert island, I would miss them the most. <laughs> that is not what I expected at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so oh, how many God. are you thinking of taking? I don't <laughs> to know. As many as, I can, as many as I'm allowed. <laughs> Just like a plane's worth of yep. Haribos. Hopefully, yeah. But the, the sad thing would be when I'd get to the final packet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you'd have to, like, cut it up, like, each sweet into about, like, eights. So you have, like, yeah. one of those a day and savour it. Or one a week. Oh, wow. <laughs> You'd have to pace yourself, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Shay. What's your favourite Haribo? Tangfastics. Okay. Quality. Okay. I'm into them. Nice. Which shape? What about you? Go on. Oh, the cherries. Okay. Cherries okay. Good. Controversial. What, what's, your, what's your take on Haribos? To be fair, I, I, I enjoy the normal ones. Just the, the, the regular yeah, old and the eggs. Good old ones. Good, yeah, good old the eggs egg. and the hearts. Yes. 100%. <laughs> Well, that is well, an interesting it. pick. I've not had anything like that so far. I'm liking it. It's good. <laughs> I'd mix it up a bit. Yeah. You, know. you definitely have done. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> I, I, I was still, before we got on the call, I was like, yeah, I think I've got a luxury item. And then I was like, ooh, do I just change it a bit and add, add a new take onto this? Possibly the best. Uh, episode of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what were you originally going to take before you change your mind to Haribo's? I'm interested to hear what it was you left behind. Sound, but oh, okay. thinking, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, then I was thinking, well, 
I couldn't do without my chorus pedal. But I can't just take a chorus pedal. I need mm. both my guitar and my chorus pedal. So I was in a. I mentioned this to Ethan as well. It. What would you do for strings? Oh, oh! I see. I use I use these Elixir ones that have like a longer lasting coating on them. Yeah. So I'd be okay for a little bit, but God, when when you've not changed them for a while and they start to hurt, yeah, it's the worst thing. Mm. Honestly, you'll know. I said to Ethan, you're gonna have to. Um gut some fish and use the guts as strings like they used to do <laughs> yes get some gut oh. strings oh I'm, I'm trying watch. to tune them up as well oh <laughs> snaps and then you have to go and make I'd six end, more I'd end up getting into a weird my bloody valentine tuning without even realising <laughs> <laughs> yeah unlimited time to explore every single tuning known to man the thing is I wouldn't have any internet so I'd just, I'd just be guessing yeah. just trying yeah. to play whatever Wow. Writing your tabs out in the sand. Could you imagine me little stick trying to write out <laughs> only shallow? I was just, <laughs> trying to play the um, sort of lead part with those weird bends. <laughs> I don't even know how they do that. No, weird. Weird. Improvised weird uh, screeching guitar sound. <laughs> oh, amazing! I have to say, you pick for Harry Bows is superior than a guitar. Tell you what, tell you what you could do to get around this. I'd say because it's so hot, make like chop a tree down, right? You could yeah. like make the shape, like outline shape of a guitar. Pour a load of Haribo's in it, let them melt in the sunlight and solidify, right? <laughs> and, and make a guitar out of Haribo's. No, that would be amazing. Could you imagine? <laughs> I mean, no, have you seen I'd, them? I'd be to start eating it. Oh. oh. <laughs> That's a good point. Wow. <laughs> Have you seen them YouTube videos where people like make guitars out of the weirdest things you can think of, like crayons seen, or like ramen noodles? Yeah. There's a guy who does, um, what's he? I can't remember what his channel's called. You've probably seen him where he'll get like a guitar and then stick like a an analog synthesizer in them. Oh, look, Have no computer. Yeah. Yeah, I love he's his amazing. Yeah, sounds Some great. He comes up with. Yeah, yeah. He, did, um, he did one recently with this like, uh, automated hand which was metal wow. so he's got like this robotic hand control when he's synth definitely Mad. definitely wants to check out on YouTube if you're bored yeah look mom no oh when you're not bored amazing yeah just, just watch it yeah. it's just pleasure yeah, at the end of the day <laughs> some of the things he does oh it's, it's wow. insane the Furby organ like being a highlight I'd say. oh amazing it's not just the fact that he's sort of combining like an analog synth with like electronic guitar. It's the actual synths that you use or the kind of guitar he uses. Yeah. Some of them are quite rare. Yeah, yeah. Instruments totally. that he's yeah. just somehow got from like I don't even know where he buys them. Yeah. eBay probably. Weird. And he makes a lot himself as well. Like he's got yeah. like an entire modular synth rack. Well a wall mm. of it of just stuff he's made himself, like which is pretty good. And encouraging people to make them which I have been tempted Definitely. to do, to be honest, but I've got no <laughs> experience in electrics and I don't want to set fire to anything or uh, electrocute myself to death. So. That's, that's my worry as well. Yeah. Trying to make some sort of weird hybrid between, I don't even know, but I just know I'd end up messing something up and I'd like yeah. to ruin it. Because I've always wanted to be able to make my own pedals and like synths and stuff. It'd be so there's fun a, to just mess about with. There's a YouTuber called Shoegazer. 
Yeah. He's this guy called Kenneth from Berlin, and he's got yeah, like, uh, guy, yeah. like a MIDI controller in his Jaguar. Yeah. I think he is. And I think that's pretty cool. I'd love to it's a good idea, yeah. move all to one place in a way. Mm. That's a cool idea. Have a laptop in your guitar. Wow. Save the hassle. Oh, amazing. Been so on it. But in a way, you won't, have, you won't have the same amount of fun that I see you have on your live streams when you <laughs> when you've got your keyboards and everything. Uh, yeah, they're they're interesting. <laughs> I love that the um I don't even know what it's called. I do remember you told me the uh, the white rectangle sort of looper thing that you've got. What's that called? Is it an is it an Archer? Oh, the Beatstep Pro. Yeah, yeah, the Archer Beatstep. Yeah. yeah, it's a sequencer. So. Yeah, sequencer. Yeah, three channels. Oh, that looks yeah. brilliant. It's, it's really fun. I recommend getting one if you're in since. Well, saying that, they just came out with the Keystep Pro, which is like a combination of the Beat Step and the Keystep. So it's bigger and it's got like a keyboard attached to it with a load of features wow. from the Keystep and the Beat Step put into one beast of a sequencer. And I think it's the only sequencer you'd need for the rest of your life. Wow, it is <laughs> that's dense. amazing. I'll send it to you. It's, it's a behemoth. There's been, there was something I've been eyeing up that I know uh, people like 1975 using different bands, and it's this thing called the OP1. Oh, like yeah, yeah. Teenage yeah, Engineering. Yeah, yeah. I want that so badly just because there's a lot of stuff you can do. There's, there's someone on YouTube I watch use like sampled like bits of audio yeah. and like radio because it's like a mm. built in radio. Yes. And they've like sampled it and just like wrote songs on it. And there's like these, what is it? There's like this. It's like this picture of a cow, yeah, and yeah. you can like modulate all the sounds yeah, yeah, in. Yeah. It's like reverb. It's a mental little machine, isn't it? It's, it is amazing. That is like my dream piece it, of gear. It's so expensive, though, isn't it? It's like yes. it's like a grand plus for this thing, probably. What would you say? In a way, I, I don't know what I, I don't know what I'd end up using it for, but I can just, I just want to have the time to sit down and explore it and just see what the different is. The sequences in there, these really nice the keys are very they're not i don't think they're velocity sensitive no i don't think they've got a lot of they've got a lot of range of stuff yeah, I think yeah. The, one of the only downsides to it is i don't think you can save like your patches and stuff directly into it i think you have to connect it with like your laptop yeah or yeah i'd imagine to edit something it. like that yeah the stuff that's in it like you're saying like the weird cow thing there's all sorts of wacky stuff in there <laughs> and I, yeah, I'm, I'm trying I, to think of some others but yeah, if if, if you've not seen so it, check it out. Stuff. It's really, really interesting. Yeah, the what's it called? The OP one. Yeah, because they did the OPZ, which is like a cheaper version, but it doesn't have the screen and it doesn't have the same functionality. They I make think, a lot but... of good stuff, don't they? Yeah, uh, yeah, they do. Engineering. They do like the they do like the pocket pocket operators. Yeah, pocket, yeah, yeah. Where you can just really make some really good beats just out of this yeah. really small pocket sized. Calculator looking thing. It's calculator thing, yeah. I mean, I like them, but I don't at the same time purely because they're they're pretty expensive as well for what they are. Like yeah. there's like mini samplers and like the range of what you could do with them. What if? Whereas if you put that money to something else, I don't know. It doesn't weigh up to me personally. Yeah, but I, yeah. If you, it's probably I'm other sure you items you from. could get. Yeah, yeah. Like you could buy a pedal with that money if you know what I mean. Mm. Like. But I mean, it, it seems fun, like for sure, just messing about. On yeah, it. I think that's one of the reasons why I've got quite a few different sort of pedals, just to sort of see what sort of stuff I can come up with. Mm. It's like limitless possibilities, really, isn't it? Like... Exactly, yeah. And if you find something that you really like, then you're going to sort of want to use it as much as you can in a way. Like, 
when you yeah. think again going back to Kevin Shields when he sort of discovered using the sort of glider technique mm. that like sort of defined him and his plane exactly yeah yeah so there's got to be so many other different wacky sounds and ideas that you can come up with using these synths and pedals and stuff like that yeah yeah 100% so Shay no. I've got to ask Right, so if Kevin Shields' guitar tone just absolutely disintegrates two of your records into dust, which oh. one do you hope is saved? Too hard, man. <laughs> Too hard. How am I supposed to do that? Um, could it take the Harry Bows instead? No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> Kevin Shields <laughs> ate my Harry Bows. <laughs> Kevin Shields ate my Harry Bows. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the new Ian Curtis is hungry page on Instagram. Yeah, just that. Oh, I might, I might, I might make that the. Uh, I might make that the next twenty fifth hour record. You could change your. Uh, <laughs> she was like my <laughs> Could change your uh, um, second Instagram account to a uh, Kevin Shields. I might do that. Right, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Start you know what? Page. Because I'll let him. I'll let him destroy one of his creations i'll let him destroy <laughs> loveless <laughs> brutal <laughs> because he ate my hands <laughs> <laughs> oh. so i've picked too many hard albums yeah oh, i should i should i should have made this easier for myself <laughs> it's a hard question it's a hard question you gotta choose one <laughs> to save or to... to save to save just one to save from she- kevin to shields is um Disintegration. I'm saving unknown pleasures. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah, had to be yeah, done, didn't it? Has to be the classic. Mm. I don't think I. I don't think that's a record I can get bored of listening to. No. Great oh. pick. Nice. Um, yeah, I think it's got to be. Yeah. Are you sure? Sure, any decision? Yes. Co- confident. Someone was saving. Kevin well, Shields like, can stamp on all your records with his guitar tone. He can, he can eat your Haribos. You can eat your records. <laughs> He's going to have Haribos <laughs> with a side of crushed record. Wow. Mm, what a meal. Tasty. Because <laughs> he's not human, he's a robot. He's Kevin Shields. Oh, yeah. He can just eat whatever he wants. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Kevin Shields, robot. <laughs> robot, Haribos. See, as well, though, obviously you get vinyls like that are like coloured and stuff, and mm. my Joy Division one is just a plain black one. Yes. So that will be sticking to the classic. Yeah, sort of final look. I mean, they're releasing um, a reissue of Closer, aren't they? That's on clear vinyl, I think, at some point this year. Yeah, go on the so website. I know, I know they did reissuing the, some stuff. They did Unknown Pleasures in red, didn't they? Yeah, something like that. I've not got that, but that'd be nice. Then, I've, got, um, I've got other bits of stuff of just like, there's a really nice green one. Uh, I've got a blue and a red coloured one. I like the one that you've got recently. What, what was that album? Um... Inside the Rose by these new Puritans. Yeah, like that, that's a really nice looking vinyl. Acid Wash or something. It's it's mental. Wow. It's such a good album that I recommend that one. It's like art rock experimental stuff. It's very cool. I'm going to give that a listen. Yeah, yeah, it's mental. Definitely. Wow. I'd, I'd take that to my desert island, to be fair. So. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> we need to do one of these where somebody interviews you. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, me interviewing me. Wow, <laughs> it's like it's like when you see uh, Anthony Fantano when he yeah. <laughs> when he's got a weird character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's got himself. <laughs> I've, I've got to invent a split identity. Could we invent a, yeah, like an alter ego. Matthew Deacon and Dat Meekin. 
<laughs> Don't make it. Don't make it. <laughs> gotta be done, gotta be done. Damn the lemon man. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. Amazing. Right. So nice. how, how come it's, uh, you're very lemon spirited these days? <laughs> <laughs> What's I've going on with that? I've the spirit of the lemon. It's, well, it's, yeah. it's just a bit of an inside joke that came out of um, one of my mates, pretty much. Because um, I went to Italy like one time on holiday in Venice and there was this yeah. like quaint little shop that um, like, I don't know how to describe it. It was like, had a bit of everything in it and they sold these like homemade lemon soaps. <laughs> like, I don't know why I thought, oh, like these are really nice. I'm going to buy a lot of them. <laughs> and, how many did you buy? And uh, give them to friends when, when I saw them at school. So I was like, you know what? So yeah. And then, yeah, that evolved into uh, the intergalactic landlord with some other friends. So yeah, how many did I buy? I don't, I don't know actually. Probably quite a lot. <laughs> it wasn't like suitcase full or anything. I didn't go that mad, but um... imagine you come back home and you uh, suitcases come off. I've left go, all my clothes, a lemon, <laughs> all my clothes, and everything is left in the room. It's just a suitcase of lemons. <laughs> or I get to the um, what's it called? Do you know what the weighing through your um, luggage? Oh, so, oh yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry, it's it's too heavy. You need to take when some things through, out. When they go through the scanner machine <laughs> yeah. and they pull the bag out and say, what, "What's in it?" <laughs> they <laughs> the open it. It's just, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bit of a problem. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> do these have any illegal substances in them? Uh, it's like. <laughs> It's like on that uh, Come Fly With Me where they've got um, David Schwimmer and he's brought over a load of like, illegal porn and it's, it's you but with illegal lemons. So, the <laughs> <laughs> for a friend. <laughs> I, I do oh. not know how you've made that comparison, but yeah, interesting one for sure. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, um. Oh. On that terrifying wow. note, um, Shay, it's been wonderful having you on the show. Thank you. It's been lovely <laughs> yes. to hear you again. Yes, and, and you. It's been a while. Stories. <laughs> and it's been <laughs> lovely hearing your album picks. So, Thank Shay, you. it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. It is a goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you, Shay. And thank you to you for once again joining me in another episode of Lemon Island Picks. Feel free to get in touch to let me know your thoughts on the show, if you want to take part, and if you want to chat about some music. So anyway, bye for now, and I'll see you in the next one.